Now, back to BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Here's the great Nick Ashew at MGM Tonight. Avoiding the ice outside. Black ice, not a good thing, Trista. We'll just hunker down in these, uh, hunker down. You know, I at some point, we, we don't do, obviously, that many shows remote. If you're watching us on Twitch or YouTube or any of those. At some point, should I switch out the Bobby Boucher and Shane Falco jerseys for anything else, or should I keep them up? I've got others. Yeah, flip them out. All right. Yeah. I think you should get um, just your new quarterback. You should probably get a Drake May jersey, North Carolina. Yeah. You should probably get, should probably get um, maybe a Bob Myers, maybe a Golden State jersey because he helped you get Adam Peters. <laughs> got to do that. You got to just – come on. I, it's, I just, like a, it's like a kowtow, like, a, like a, almost like an altar – to the new state of your team. I I just can't believe that I'm actually excited about the future of my team. The Commanders have a chance to actually be a legit NFL franchise, and it's been a long, long time since I've been able to see any of those types of things. But the interesting thing is, too, we know in the NFL, right, you can flip things around very quickly. The Houston Texans are a great example of that. They head to Baltimore this weekend where they're nine-and-a-half-point dogs, uh, but they are a team that went from the number two overall pick to a team now that won a playoff game is in the divisional round. And Tom McCarthy is going to call that game for Westwood one. He jumps on with us now. Let's just look at this Houston Texans team. Big picture, man. Like you've like, we've all watched whether you've called every game or somebody's called one game or watched a little bit or a lot. Mm -hmm. The Houston Texans are one of the best stories, Tom, in the NFL this year from what they were able to do last year, new head coach, new quarterback. When you look at this game this weekend against Baltimore, I'll be honest with you. I think they can at least keep this thing close. Do you think Houston can at least, given what they did against Cleveland's defense you know, earlier this year, like to carve up what Baltimore has going on? I feel like they're playing with house money. It's a team that's loose and really could make this complicated for the Ravens. Yeah, I think they could definitely make it complicated. By the way, I would, I would, uh, I would parlay the orange jersey for some kind of a light blue uh, Drake May jersey. That's just my opinion, more than anything else. Um, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> my, so yeah. So my thought is, and I've said this today on on on, on other networks. I, I think if they run the football, if they have Devin Singletary and Pierce and guys like that, and they control the clock, and then do what to me what the Packers did to the Cowboys. They can handle it. Now, I will say this. The linebackers for the Ravens absolutely kill me. I mean, they are unbelievable. So that's the big thing that they have to deal with. So, yeah, I think they can make it close. I still think the Ravens are going to win the game uh, only because of Lamar and the way he can control the clock. But I think if you could take it away from him, then you could probably make it more of a game. Yeah, two things. There was no reason to bring up the Dallas Cowboys and the Green Bay Packers. Really just <laughs> kind of kind of like a big red flag. Like that's an unnecessary roughness to me as a Cowboys was a, fan. Was so that a jab at you without me knowing? Yeah. Is that a jab? That's what we call that's what we call an unintentional ricochet shot. That's why I lifted my head up in despair. I saw your head go up. Uh, I saw your head go up. Yeah, I knew that it was just for you since I was off camera. You talk about uh, <laughs> Devin Singletary and what he, they want to be able to do. Seven attempts for just 15 yards in week one. Damian Pierce, who they thought at that point in week one, was going to probably be the lead back. 11 carries, 38 yards. So they weren't really able to get much going on the ground. No. What are the what are the two biggest differences that or what are the biggest differences that you see between Ravens week one till now and Texans week one till now? 
Yeah, so I, I don't think the Ravens are much different except for the fact that their backfield is is obviously banged up compared to week one. I think they're actually different than they were in week one, obviously. Um, I do think that the Ra- that the, the Texans are better because C.J. Stratt is totally different. He's a totally different quarterback than he was week one, week two, week three. Uh, he's playing with a lot of confidence. But I also think that Devin Singletary is running with the with way better ability than he did than he was with Buffalo before. I think he's playing with confidence as well. I think their offensive line is better, banged up. I, I don't know how much time. I think one of the keys is is Tunzel, whether he's healthy or not, and how healthy he is on the left side of the offensive line for the Texans. But to me, the biggest differences are in week one, the Ravens' offense had their pieces. The Texans' offense, we're still trying to figure out what their pieces were. Um I, I still think the Ravens win this game, but I do think that the, the Texans are a different, more confident team than they were early on this season. We obviously see what C.J. Stroud does on the field, right? His ability. And earlier in the year when you talk about that offense and them still trying to figure it out, I mean, week two, he threw for 384 yards, right? Like C.J. Stroud, yeah. right away you went, oh, like this kid's got it. But what is it that you see in him outside of just what he does on the field that's made him such a good quarterback and such a good leader this year? Because I'll tell you what I see. I see a kid that looks like he's 30-something years old in terms of the maturity and the leadership that's already there. Yeah, I think that's actually a really good key. So we've met with all the young quarterbacks this year when it comes to our CBS games, and I met with uh, CJ a week or so before I met with, um, you know, with the Carolina Panthers, and I sat there and thought, wow, CJ, Bryce Young, How's it different? It's different in the way that they currently understand how to feed defenses. Um, I think that Bryce Young will understand defenses down the road, but I think C.J. Stroud now understands defenses. Uh, he's bigger. He's stronger. He, he it, It's just a, a whole focus on what he's supposed to do. And I was really impressed with that. I, I didn't expect that when I sat down with him and talked to him. I wasn't, I was very impressed with the way he dealt with questions about, you know, how he would approach defenses compared to other young quarterbacks. So to me, there's some things outside of the game that he has that I don't think people understood before he was drafted. And obviously the Panthers didn't. Again, I, I, I think that Bryce Young is going to be really good down the road, but I think CJ is ahead of him. But I think it's because he's the way he's able to read different defenses and understand his offense more than anything else. And he's got better weapons right now. Well, we I mean, we know that he does now, right? Because he has made them so. But at that point in time, yeah. I think they were the worst receiving core ranked in the NFL. We had no idea who Tank Dell was going to be. Nico no Collins doubt. had been banged, banged up through the course of his young career. Dalton Schultz was a nice pickup from my Dallas Cowboys. Noah Brown, a nice pickup from my Cowboys. But he's... <laughs> He certainly elevated them a ton. You've covered this game a long time. Who does he remind you of in, in terms of other quarterbacks that were phenoms right away or turned into phenoms uh, in the course of your time covering the NFL? You know, that's a good question. I, I think that you have to go over the, the guys that are able to read defenses in their first year and understand them in their first year. And there's very few quarterbacks that, to me, Cam Newton understood defenses in his first year of playing uh, in the National Football League, guys like that. Um, 
I actually thought that Lamar, when he started playing every day, understood more than people thought defenses in a really different way than C.J. Stroud. So to me, he's like a lot of the other young quarterbacks. He's different than Josh Allen because Josh ran well in his first two years. C.J. doesn't run because he doesn't have to run but I think he understands defenses and how to throw through them and over them like Josh Allen did when he was with the, with his first two years of the Buffalo bills. Like to me, he is, he's probably four years down the road where many young quarterbacks are, you know, one or two, they're advanced. He's advanced beyond them. So to me, he's, it's exceeded anybody's expectation. I don't want to say Brock Purdy because I don't think anybody knew Brock was going to be what he is, but I do think that he reads defenses like Brock Purdy read defenses when he came in late in his first year with the San Francisco 49ers. Talking to Tom McCarthy, Bet MGM tonight. Let's look at the Ravens side of things here. I look, there's a plenty of narratives out there when it comes to the Ravens and the playoffs and Lamar Jackson. It feels different to me though, because well, one, he's got his long-term deal. He's healthy. You've got a better offense, more weapons to be able to throw the football to. Hell, Mark Andrews might be back soon for the Ravens, too, which is a whole other yeah. thing to think about down the road. But like when, when you look at this Ravens team now, we spent a lot this year trying to figure out who the best team was in the NFL. And it felt like it was kind of went in waves, right? Like it was the Eagles for a while, but we were just kind of worried about some things with them. Then it was the 49ers, but then the Ravens beat the hell out of the 49ers. Are the Ravens the best team in the NFL in your eyes that, that is left in the playoffs? Uh it's funny because I have this discussion all the time with folks about it. I don't think they are, but they probably are. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I think the 49ers are the best team in the playoffs right now, just balance-wise with McCaffrey and with Purdy and yeah. you know with Kittle playing the way he's playing. But every time I think that, it makes me sound like a naysayer for the Ravens. Um, <laughs> I do think defensively they can handle a lot of things. But I still, I, I still think the 49ers are the best team left in the postseason. But, I, but I'm left wondering if I'm leaving too many things on the table for the Ravens because of what they've been able to accomplish. And I'll admit that. But to me, the Niners are the best team. I, I think this is the Super Bowl matchup, the Niners and the Ravens. Um, and I think it's going to be a good one. But I do think that right now the Niners are the best team. But the Ravens are a team that people are leaving on the table wondering, How are they doing this the way they're doing it? What we've seen, and probably one of the reasons that you can't yet fully believe that they're the cream of the cream of the crop is because it's me. Yeah, it's definitely me. It's definitely me. (laughs) Well, I mean, I I think it's pretty normal and, and understandable considering that the Ravens would start all these games off to this hot start. They'd get up big and then they would let teams creep back in. And that's been kind of a bugaboo of theirs all year with two weeks off, ostensibly one week off. Plus they rested their starters in week 18. Which version do you think of the Ravens that we see this weekend? So I think it's the Ravens that you, you saw early on that were dominating teams that will use the structure of their offense. And you guys mentioned it before. If Andrews comes back, I did his last game. And he controls a lot of the offense. Um, I think they're going to – I think it'll be a version of earlier Ravens, not later Ravens, honestly, that you'll see this weekend against the Texans. And I think that's good. I think it'll get them through this weekend. I think the challenge will be 
either the Chiefs or the Bills moving forward. That's my my thought. Uh, can they handle what the Chiefs and the Bills have, or Chiefs or the Bills have in the AFC Championship game? Tom, you called the uh, Steelers-Bills game, and the St- the Bills are one of the most frustrating teams to me, like this entire season, right? We, we look at a team where you go, you see yeah. all the talent that's there. They've dealt with a lot of injuries, clearly. But then Josh Allen, like, you kind of don't know what you're going to get from him. Do you get the four t- total touchdowns like you had last game? Do you get a bunch of turnovers like you had to end the regular season, yet they still find a way to win? When you watch this Bills team and the way that they're playing right now, they're three-point favorites at home hosting the Chiefs. Crazy to think Patrick Mahomes' first road playoff game of his entire career, which is a yeah. mind-blowing stat for that. But do you see a Bills team that has enough to maybe get past these Ravens and get to the Super Bowl? Uh, I do, uh, and I, I think it depends on how they structure it. Now, I, I do think Gabe Davis being out last week, and I'm not sure what his plan is for this weekend, uh, I do think that weighs heavy on them. But I will say this, the two tight end set of Knox and Kincaid really does help them. It's very different than anything else in the National Football League right now. It really is, because both of those guys, to me, Kincaid is like a slot receiver that is just a wide-body guy, so he can take over in a lot of ways, you can give digs to the outside. Uh, I do think they have the ability to play. Now, they're banged up in the secondary. And, and I do – my, my thought is that the Chiefs can take advantage of that this weekend. Uh, but I, I, I think they're the – and I felt this way from the beginning, but I, I obviously didn't feel this, feel this way when they were 6-6. Six and six. I do think that they're the team that can give the, the toughest challenge for anybody moving forward, whether it be the, the Ravens in the AFC Championship – or the 49ers in the Super Bowl because of their because of their quarterback more than anything else. But they're banged up on the secondary. I think that's going to weigh heavy this week against the Chiefs. I want to talk a little bit about the uh, talk about the Lions. I think we have about 90 seconds. Are they mm-hmm. setting up? Because I think it would be awesome to see the Bills and and the Lions in the Super Bowl just for their really beleaguered fan bases. A lot of people are saying that this, this this emotional win that they had against the Rams may be setting up them up for a letdown. What do you think about this weekend's matchup? I don't think it's going to be a letdown this weekend. I think the letdown would be in the NFC Championship. I think they're going to handle the Buccaneers without any problems this weekend, quite frankly. I really do. I think offensively they're going to be able to pick them apart. I think they're going to throw over Levante David and the whole linebacking core, and I think that's a really big deal to them. I think the Buccaneers' secondary, can. I don't think they can handle the, the receivers for the Lions. I think the big thing will be, can they handle the San Francisco 49ers when they get to the NFC Championship? I do not think you can sniff on them at all because I do think that their defense can handle uh, what the what the 49ers can do. They have to get past this one, obviously, but I don't think they're a team that you can sniff on at all. I think it would be a, a tremendous matchup if it's the Lions and the Bills and the Super Bowl. I mean, because then you'll have a team that will win the Super Bowl championship that has not won one before, which is pretty incredible for the National Football League. I think this is going to be a great matchup this week for them uh, against the Buccaneers. I'm excited about a Lions 49ers NFC championship game. If it's not that, I'd be really disappointed about it. Yeah, either the Lions now playing great football and just feel like a team of destiny at this point. Tom McCarthy, Westwood One, really great to talk to you. Thanks for giving us the time, man. All right, guys, thank you. Thank you. You know, it's funny, Trista, we sat there and we looked at the Lions and said, I don't know, could they win a playoff game, though? As the season went on, we realized that maybe they are one of the more consistent teams that we're looking at in the NFC. It's at MGM Tonight.